sometimes we find where we are today and look back and say, exactly how did I get here? Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. This week, I'm really pleased to be joined by Mark Ross. Mark claims the role of encorepreneur, which is someone who can afford or almost afford the freedom to pursue the work and life that matters most in the second half of life. But he wasn't always an encorepreneur. Over the last number of years, he's been working through the big question that prods many of us as we approach the middle of our life, our 50s, and that's what's next. I know I've asked that myself a lot. That's kind of why I'm here. So in our conversation today, Mark's going to share a little bit about his journey through the three related yet unique phases of becoming an encorepreneur. He calls the phases explore, launch, and advance. Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Jackie, it's a blast to be here. Thank you so much. I love your show. Uh, Thank you. I really appreciate that. I think this is a really perfect topic um, for this show because as we were discussing, you're, you're kind of laying out exactly what I'm trying to show our listener, my listeners, that there is, that there, there's just so much more to life than running up to the retirement point and just sitting on a sofa. There's, there's just so many more things. It's not time to stop pursuing. It's time to start pursuing all the activities that we never had time for before and all the experiences that we've kind of left by the wayside for the last 30 years. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking um, you help people navigate the waters and, and kind of move past the midlife point to, you know, whatever is coming next. So tell us how you, uh, how you started doing that. Oh, yeah. Great question. It's uh, sometimes we find where we are today and look back and say, exactly how did I get here? So my path started uh, a while back. I'll just reach back into history. I happen to be 63, if anyone's curious. And I had a uh, career with my brother. We owned a business. We built custom furniture for oil companies right at the time that oil companies were going bust here in the south part of, of Texas in the United States. And we were getting plenty of work and doing the work. We just couldn't seem to get paid for it in a timely manner. And after about three years, we said, let's, let's just do something different. So I went my way, he went his way, and I ended up in public service. It wasn't my plan to stay there for as long as I did. I had a, a degree and a license to practice landscape architecture, which involved the arts and building, material, building construction and architecture. And I, I said, I'll do this for about a year until I figure out what I really want to do. Well, fast forward after 30 years, I retired from that career and had uh, taken on different roles of leadership and enjoyed it. And now looking back, I appreciate it even more now than I did then. But there was a period in that last, oh, third or so of that career where I think your listeners might identify with that smoldering unrest that just wouldn't go away like, gosh, I'm in my 50s, what can I do next? I felt stuck, like I've been doing this so long and I'm good at doing it and I'm respected 
and it was a handsome income, but I knew deep in my heart that there, there had to be a change eventually. It, it just, there just had to be, I just didn't know what it was. So I, I read books. I talked to friends. I eventually hired a, a coach to help me, a, a, an executive coach to say, man, I feel stuck. What can I do next? His name was Dan Miller. Who, uh, great book. If anyone's looking for some direction and their work called 48 days to the work you, you love with Dan Miller. And he helped me figure out number one, I'm not stuck. Number two, maybe there's a whole new chapter ahead of me that can involve uh, more entrepreneurial pursuits that kind of tied back to that earlier time when my brother and I had that business. I wasn't really just hankering, just driving to say, I want a business again, because I knew the upside and the downside of doing that. But I, I set a plan and I, it was a three year exit plan from what I had been doing. So I just remember as I inch toward, and, and your listeners may, may be experiencing some of this also, when you have a good thing going financially and there's really no reason on the surface for you to let go of it and being the responsible person that I was, I knew I had to let go eventually. I had two false starts with letting go and retiring, signing the papers. The first time I pulled them back. The second time I said one more year. The third time I finally did it, but I was absolutely terrified to let go of what I had known for so long, even though I had a direction to step over the river, so to speak, and begin something new, which would be more entrepreneurial. And I had an income, so I wasn't desperate or anything, but that was my exploration phase was really those three to three to five years of just figuring out what's really next, finding a direction. And then that launch phase was actually making it happen. So all the what ifs and all the, the things that I could worry about and all the things I was aware of that I'd be giving up, it's one thing to have it on paper. And then it's another thing to actually begin to experience it. So it was a mixture of, fright and uh, joy all at the same time that, that I remember it like it was yesterday. So I'll pause there in the story and turn it back to you, Jackie. Uh, wow. No, I was, I was all involved in that. It's, <laughs> it's a great story. So you were, you were telling us a little bit about how you did the, the explore phase and, and the launch phase. Can you talk a little bit about what each of the phases uh, looks like for someone who's, you know, just kind of maybe starting out. Sure. That, that exploration phase, and not everyone has this opportunity to really spend some time reflecting on what do I, what do I really want to do? What makes sense for me to do next? And some people kind of have a real passion for things that excite them and other people have so many passions, it's hard to point to one or two and commit to that. But the exploration phase ideally is all about low cost probes. It's, for example, I, I thought, well, maybe I'll help people in my next career, my Encore career, which is a mixture of retirement and professional service. Maybe I'll go ahead and help other people who were just like me figure out what they want to do next. And really that's what I do, but it didn't quite evolve the way I thought it would. But that exploration phase was taking uh, a weekend seminar in Nashville, Tennessee with uh, coaching called Coaching Mastery. And I, I said, well, what, what would this be like? So I got some information and then I, I enrolled in the program and got some training. And I was still in my prior career when I did that. And it was affordable. I, I had uh, 
it was a demanding job, and I had time to go do these things. So that was one example of just exploring. I also uh, joined a business group, a mastermind group of people who own businesses, and some were still in their employment, but working through that, that question of what's next. And uh, I was a member of that for, for two years before I actually let go of my career and retired from that to move into this new space. So exploration phase is all about just the low cost probes, uh, trying something out, giving yourself permission to experiment with ideas that you think are, you're interested in. I talked to other executives about what I was trying to do. And I remember a story with one of them. He said, what do you want to do? I said, well, I don't really know. That's, that's why I, I'm asking for this conversation. He said, well, what do you love? I said, well, I love art. He says, so you know that, so what else? I said, well, uh, maybe some kind of uh, uh, consulting. He said, okay, uh, what kind? I said, I don't really know. He, he said, well, I just don't know how I can help you. And he was a busy guy. He said, I can tell you one thing though. It's a good thing that you're trying to figure this out now instead of waiting until you let go of what you have and then try to figure it out. So that was really the best advice he gave me and to affirm me that the exploration phase is talk to whoever is doing something you think you'd like to do. Read the books. Uh, if, if you, uh, not everybody needs a coach, but a coach, and I'm not just touting my services here, but a good coach, the right coach for you can help you think this through and come up with some ideas and a direction to begin to experiment. So that's, that's like the exploration thing. It's kind of like snorkeling and looking down and every once in a while you dive deeper to look at the coral, uh, move the fish around and, and see what you can find and then surface for air and you're still in a safe place. Okay. So that definitely needs to be done while you're still in your safe place, while you're still got something to fall back on. Ideally. What happens if, if you've missed that boat? <laughs> well, right. In a perfect world, that's the way we might approach things. And, you know, depending on our personality, uh, my personality is such that I'm uh, on the DISC profile, D-I-S-C. I'm a, a high S and a C. So I like answers ahead of time as much as possible. And I have friends who, who go ahead and, and jump out there, then they'll search for the answers on, on the way to their destination. I'm just not built that way, but what, what if I was forced out or I, uh, and some people may be listening to this when it's actually published, who knows what the world will be like since we're in the midst of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. But it's just been, it's so fresh, it's been a week or two, and we don't, we have a lot of question marks. So. What if someone is in their 50s or so and they've lost their employment and they're trying to figure out, well, what do I do next? Well, a question that is really helpful to ask is, just be real with yourself, is do I really need to generate income? And if I do, how much do I really need or how much do we need if it's more than just you? And get real with that number because that will help you in your decision-making process of, of what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to pursue because sometimes we just need a paycheck from somewhere just to afford to do the other pursuits that we want to do and find our passion. You know, I can become passionate about things that I just have an interest in. I don't even know I'm passionate about it until I pursue it. So I would just caution that, and I think we all know this, that, you know, passion sometimes isn't all it's cracked up to be. Do we have the skills? Do we have the opportunity? how much income do we need and how soon? That's, that's really the first question. And then after that, uh, you can kind of frame up your path. So 
still try to do something before you need to. That's the best, uh, the best advice. Yeah. Right. So you move from, you, you figure out what you're doing, you do your exploration and you're thinking about what kind of things you're interested in, where you might, might want to go. Maybe can I make money that way, but not necessarily because as we get to that point, maybe we don't need extra money. Right. So then what happens? What, how do you, how do you, move from exploring into launching do you quit what you're doing in order to do that or would you still launch while you've got a backup well again for for i can just tell you how it was for me and and the advice and counsel i got from smart people was that don't let go of what you have until you really know where you're going or have a pretty good idea and preferably you've already stepped into it to some degree and you've experimented with it and you've made some connections and built some relationships with other people in that world, in that space. And it's, 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 it's a hand of being handoff of a baton. It's not, uh, I I'm running from something. So I, I, I finally, I'm out of that rat race and now I can breathe and move forward. And we find ourselves sometimes stuck because we didn't really build the safety net. We didn't build enough of the runway. Um, and it's different for everyone, but that's, that's, uh, the way I think in the launch phase, it's something that you've already been preparing for as much as you practically can. And you've built some relationships because really and truly, this is all about relationships and trying to do this kind of transition alone is pretty perilous. I have found from those who have tried it. So becoming a part of a community, and there's a lot of them out there now for those of us in our 50s plus, and even, even I work with people in their 40s because it's all about transition. But that launch phase, I would say it's ideal if you have someone to work with one-on-one -on -one and you have a community at least that you're a part of. And it can be a, an out, a virtual community like we're doing on a Zoom call right now, doing this interview. And I'm a member of about six of those for different reasons, and they're not all equally prioritized. Uh, fewer at the top and the others are just more of a support, but they're people that are in the same place in life, trying to figure this out. Where do I go? What do I do? How do I do it? How can I improve what I'm already doing? But it takes a little while if this, if this is a self-employment kind of pursuit that you're on. Let's say you want to retire, which is really, I never really said I wanted to retire. I just said, I want to retire from this and I want to keep doing something at my pace that I really like doing at, and where I have control of my calendar and my time. So it's a mix of work that I do for free and work that I do for a fee. And sometimes it's just work and fun stuff I do for me, but I'm doing it with a community of like-minded people who are on this journey and it makes all the difference in the world. So to sum that up, to explore, do it with other people and you have your own personal time and to launch, do it with other people and you still have your own personal stuff that you have to do along the way that no one can do but you. So how do you find, well, how did you find the, the groups that you talk about? You say you've got a few different groups that do uh, meetings on Zoom, that sort of thing. Um, do you just look for them in groups on Facebook or did you meet people in, um, in real life and then make the group or, you know, what have you done? 
Yeah, it, it's that's a great question, and I, I hadn't thought about that in a while. But, you know, when you strike a match, if some of us remember what matches are, we strike a match, and you put it next to a box of matches, and if you put it there long enough, the whole box kind of explodes, right? So how I got started was with the one person I worked with one-on-one that I, I had as a coach. He introduced me to new ideas and new opportunities and new individuals and reading material and websites and other communities that aligned with where I was headed. So, and then he introduced me to someone in one of those communities. And then before I knew it, I knew people in those communities. And then I have friends who are asking similar questions. And I say, hey, you might want to check out this community. It could be a Facebook group could be a, a membership paid for kind of arrangement. Uh, but it's just word of mouth and referral. And now I can look back this, I've been doing this for four years now. And I, I never would have thought I'd be standing in my home office doing a podcast interview with someone who lives in Canada about a subject that really relates to a lot of people around the world. And it's all because I took the initiative to say, I think I can do something new, but I just need a little help getting over the edge. So it's word of mouth. It's referral. It's friends telling friends. And before you know it, you have a community. Oh, that's great. And I, I like that. And that's uh, kind of what I was hoping that you were going to say, that it just kind of inch by inch, you get a little bit further and pretty soon you've got the whole group there. Yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit about your business. You've got your group or your business is called The Next Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, called The Next Thing Group. And I, I was in the world of architecture and landscape architecture and civil engineering and building projects and maintaining and operating all that. And a lot of those design firms and engineering firms had the name and at the end of it, they say group. So I just kind of thought, all right, I don't want to be by myself, even though I, I, it is pretty much me in delivering services, but I collaborate with other professionals and so forth. But I like the word group because I like collaboration. So I chose group. And next thing is all about that question of what's next. And I had, um, I had read a story about, it was a, it was a missionary overseas who had this great saying, when you don't know what to do next, just do the next thing that's in front of you. And it's just good daily advice for anybody. So I liked that that mantra. And I just said, I don't know what I'm doing next, so I'm going to call it the next thing group. And then anything that I put under that umbrella of work that I'm doing, in this case, it's professional coaching services, and it's also visual art. I have two of those. So, so the group also includes different kinds of projects and services that I provide. So it's just it's it's I just left it like that so I could – kind of created as I go along and it seems to be working pretty well for me. And that's, that's why I call it the next thing group. So what do I really do is I, I work with individuals who are just at that place where they finally say, you know what? I, I need a little help. I want a little help trying to figure out a direction that I want to go next, or they're working on a large project or they're trying to sell their business so that they can be relieved from that and go do something else. And they, some of them really want to start planning several years out to where I just want to meet with someone once or twice a month just to talk this through, to get an idea of what's top of mind for these individuals, and then for them to design some action they're going to take between that time and the next time that we meet. 
So that's really, it's, it's just called professional coaching. And I also provide, uh, I call it visual music to inspire the world, which is visual art. I'm a painter. And I, and the two, I discovered that in working with my coach, uh, I kept coming back to art uh, as a pattern over my life. And I kept pushing it away. I, you know, I was interested in it and I've been practicing it for a while, but I didn't think it was really legit for me to include that in my business. And I finally, over some time, I worked through that wall, that barrier, that mindset and said, it, it's, it's very much related to what I'm doing, believe it or not, with the professional side of coaching. And sometimes I'll send pe people a, a, a small painting or a drawing or some notes after a conversation we've had in our uh, arrangement for coaching that kind of captures the essence of what that conversation was about so that they can remain mindful of it uh, in the days to come as they're taking action for them to move forward. So that's what it is, this next thing group. And I'm always thinking about what's the next thing and the next thing. Oh, that's really interesting. I, I like the idea of the, the visual, the visual art getting something that, that covers what you're doing or what you're thinking about. That's a, that's a, yeah. I know. And I, that just kind of evolved over time. And that's the, the beauty about, being in this place in life where, I mean, you know, I have friends who are in their fifties and been retired for a while and they're, they, they're enjoying active retirement, doing all kinds of things. And, and, and I have other interests outside of my business as well. We've been taking care of uh, elderly parents. Three of them passed away last year uh, and all, all like within a month of each other. Wow. And it, it allowed my wife and I to go back and forth out of state for three of those years, about every seven weeks for five days at a time to take care of her parents' affairs and them. And even though they were in assisted living and then ultimately a nursing home, it still takes a lot of time and effort. And I couldn't do that if we were, if I was still working in that uh, former career that I had, but I learned how to work remotely uh, because, you know, it's really most of my work is on the phone, believe it or not. And I can do that from pretty much anywhere, but still it's distracting when you're not sure how that works, uh, the routines, it's unfamiliar territory, but all of this is just a learning experience. And right now someone asked me earlier today, uh, how's it going for you, Mark? And what's with what's going on in the world? I said, you know, I never would have thought this, but I've learned how, and I still am learning how to effectively and efficiently work out of a home office uh, because I was not used to that. And I never had any desire to do that in the beginning. I used to find satellite offices once I retired, libraries, coffee shops, public places, hotel lobbies, because I just couldn't imagine being in a home office and now, but I learned how to do it. It's, you don't sit here all day, every day, uh, week after week. It's, it's a blend. I didn't know how to do that, but I've been learning from friends and just reading and practicing. And, and uh, it's, it's a lifestyle kind of thing. And that's part of, I think, what, what your podcast is about, Jackie, is how do we do life where we're pursuing the work and the life that matters most and the experiences this season? Uh, and, and to enjoy that time freedom, even if it's not exactly the way you want it, it can be a lot better than the way it was. Yeah, that's it exactly. And there's just so many different ways that you can go about enjoying it. So there's really no reason not to enjoy your life. There's, right. If you don't like what's happening, then find a way to change that. Make some adjustments. 
Yeah, exactly. So you talk, you mentioned uh, that you and your wife have been kind of busy for the last little while. Um, does your wife uh, get involved in the projects that you do at all, or does she do her own thing? <laughs> no, she, she does. Uh, she's interested in what I do, but no, she doesn't want to be engaged. In what, and there's really, unless she wanted to help me with administrative things that I don't want to do, and she certainly doesn't want to do, uh, <laughs> I, I find a way to get that done. But no, she, uh, she was more actively involved in the caregiving coordination over the last few years. And once her mom and stepdad passed away, then my dad passed away. Now she's really engaged uh, kind of reluctantly at first because it was kind of emotional for her to lose her mom. And well, obviously, but now she's really the primary coordinator for my mother's care. Even though she lives in an independent living and she moved out of her house a few months ago, and I've certainly been involved in all that. I manage the financial side of things, but she's managing the calling the doctors, coordinating information. Uh, it's, it, it still takes some time. It's not full time, but it takes flexibility to take care of it when that happens. So between, we have two daughters. One uh, just got married, so that was a busy time for us. Uh, and then the other daughter is single, and we're very close. They live in town, and we live in the suburbs. Uh, so yeah, we stay and we, we had some travel planned here in the near future, but that's on hold for the moment yeah. with the state of affairs in the world. Uh, so we're, we're just, we've learned how to be together. That's another big hurdle for those who, if there's more than one in the home, um, is, and one wasn't there for a lot of years, all day, every day. It's, it's like, it took us a while to learn how to bump up against each other in friendly ways instead of instead of, uh, you know, some snarling. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we've learned this dance and we, and we still are making adjustments, but that's just life. That's it. That's uh, the uh, coronavirus has definitely changed the way that we do things for the, at least the next little while. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm finding the same thing. I'm not used to having my husband home all day <laughs> <Different> <laughs> because I, yeah, I work from home a couple of days a week and, and he's usually in the office like, away from here but now we're both here you know you're kind of wandering around the house and there's somebody else talking and you don't know if they're talking to you or talking on the phone exactly you know that's right you got to find your boundaries both both audibly and physically yep so mark along with your with your business you you do um you do the coaching is there anything that you'd like to uh, share with the listeners anything that uh, that's going on in your in your business that uh, they might be interested in um I think with my, you know, I work with, I don't need a lot of clients and couldn't handle a lot of clients. And usually I have about eight to 10 at any given time. And that's not an everyday, all day thing. It's, but my attention is with those individuals. And if I think of something when in between calls, uh, they have access to me and we go through Voxer, which some of your uh, audience may be familiar with. And uh, if I think of something, I'll send them a Vox voicemail. So it's, it's, but it's in a fun way. I don't feel burdened by that. It's just uh, one gentleman's writing a book among some other things. And he wanted me to kind of poke him with a Voxer message this week to say, okay, your chapter needs to be finished by close of business on Thursday. So I did that earlier today while I was out walking. It's not, you know, I, it, these things, we find a way to do that, um, where it's comfortable for us and fun for us. So I think 
you know, if, if anyone's welcome to contact me with my, I, I guess you'll have show notes with uh, my address, marketnextthinggroup.com. Uh, I have a website, just nextthinggroup.com. You can, on Instagram, you can just say next thing art, and I'll pop up there, and I try to publish images weekly that just tie in with some encouragement and inspiration. Um, but I would just say that anyone who may be wrestling with any of those phases of like, I'm just trying to explore, just know that it's a process. And for most of it, it's, it takes time. And it's like peeling an onion one little layer at a time. And sometimes you tear up in the process and, and you never perfect it, but you can get to a place and close that gap of where you are now, where you think you want to go next. You can get a lot closer to it if you do it in community and get the right kind of help. So that, that would be my encouragement there is you're not alone. There's lots of people who are in their 50s, lots of people who are trying to figure out what's next. Great. And that's, I think that's, uh, that's good advice. It just, you're not alone and, you know, reach out to somebody, just say, Hey, you know, what do you think I should do? Yeah. Even that, you know, get a conversation going, something like that. Little conversations along the way make a big difference. Yeah. I know uh, one of the things when I was trying to figure out what I want to do, because I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> um, I started asking people, what do you, what, when you think of me, what do you think of? What, you know, what comes to mind? What, what do you think that I'm good at? Or what do you think that I think I enjoy? Because sometimes I, I don't know what it is that I'm good at or what it is that I enjoy doing. You're talking about having, having passions and, and having interests that could turn into a passion. Whenever anybody says anything to me about you know, well, what do you like doing? Or what could you talk about? The only thing that comes to mind is volleyball. And it's just, <laughs> you can't really make a life on that. You have a lot of fun with it, though. It's, it's uh, you know, for most of it, it's, it's a combination of interests that we blend together and make time for that make for a rich life. It's it's not necessarily just one thing. It's a, it's a balanced set of things. And and there's uh, some of your listeners, and maybe you've heard of it, Jackie, there's on a YouTube, a a TED talk called the multi-potentialite. And I don't, if you just, if you Googled multi-potentialite on the YouTube channel uh, or platform, you it'll come up and it's probably a 12 minute talk maybe. And it's a, a younger person talking about, Hey, I'm good at several different things. And I drove myself crazy trying to pick one of them and stick to it. And what I finally did is surrender to the fact that, I'm never going to pick this one thing. I'm going to juggle several things and continue to do that probably for the rest of my life because my passion is I love to learn and I can't settle on just one thing. And that's perfectly fine. It's kind of like a book that was written a while back called Refuse to Choose, just one thing. And I think when we give ourselves that, that awareness and freedom to, to let go of that notion that there's one passion, I used to do that. I thought, what's my passion? I haven't found it yet. And, and as each decade passed, I thought, this is terrible. I haven't found my one true passion. I, I knew things that interested me, but I hadn't found something I could do for income that just I had a passion for. And so now, you know, yeah, I have an interest and a passion for what I do professionally. Uh, but I can look in hindsight now also and say, you know, I was passionate about my former career, not every single aspect of it, but certain things I really had a passion for. 
it was multifaceted. So I think sometimes when we're in the middle of what seems to be the forest fire uh, and we're smelling the smoke, when we get away from it, we can look back when it's cleared out and the new growth is coming up and say, wow, I'm building now on what I built back then and continuing to grow and to move forward. So it all can work together in a positive way. And most of the time, for most of it, whatever we do next is likely to be related in some way to what we've been doing before. And really professional coaching for me is a small slice of the pie with now a new set of skill set that, that I've gotten training for where I look back and said, what do you really like to do? What did you like to do in your former career? And I said, I loved helping people and projects move forward. And now that's the slice of pie that I can focus on instead of everything else that kind of crowded that out. But, you know, I could not articulate what I just said to you or your audience uh, e even two years ago. Even though it was real, I, I didn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. it, it I had, had to work through that. I guess it's, it's kind of like um, multitasking in, a, in any job. You've got to kind of look at things and you do a little bit here and a little bit there, but eventually you focus on one at the end and you get that one done and then you get the next one done Yeah, <clears throat> because multitasking doesn't necessarily work. No. But it takes a while to figure that out. You've got to always sort of, you know, work your way to that, to that point. My multitasking is walking and listening to podcasts. That's, yep, that's <laughs> and sometimes I'm so tuned in, I'm not paying attention to where I'm walking. So I don't know if I can multitask then. Well, I think we're coming close to the end of our time today, Mark. Okay. And I, I want to really thank you. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, what you're doing is, I think, something that we, uh, that we need to have. I think a lot more people need to be thinking about that sort of entrepreneur kind of uh, lifestyle because otherwise they're just you're you're going to go into your retirement thinking that that's the end of it and if you think about that then you're not going to be happy if if you think you know life is over life is you know th there's just nowhere forward from here you can't uh, there's nothing to look forward to and that's not the way to go through the next 30 years no it's and it's um there's all kinds of opportunities in this second half for many of us. And we tend, I tend to think and forget that, you know, the majority of the population of our world does not even have these kind of conversations because it would be uh, a moot point. They're, they're living a much different way of life. Uh, sometimes it's hand to mouth survival. Uh, the things that we get frustrated with and wrestle over like what's next are, not even on the radar of probably majority of the world population. So what a privilege it is that we can have these kinds of conversations and experience life in new ways. Yeah. And have the opportunity to change things if we want to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. I'll make sure all of the links go in the show notes so that everybody can find you. And, and also the few things that you, uh, that you mentioned uh, Dan Miller's book and the uh, YouTube uh, video. I'll make sure that that all gets in there. Great. And uh, thanks for being with me. I've really, uh, really enjoyed our chat. Hey, Jackie, thank you so much. Keep up the great work. We need it. Thanks a lot. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. 
If you like what you heard, please take a moment to go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, how about leaving a rating and a review? It only takes a minute, and it'll really help the show reach more listeners. And don't forget to share the show with someone you know who might get some benefit from it. See you next week.